You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Starting in verse 1, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil, and go, I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided me a king among his sons. Drop down to verse 4. And Samuel did that which the Lord had spoken. And came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming, saying, Come thou peaceably? He said, Peaceably. I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. It came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. First one, Saul, he rejects. Eliab, he refuses. For the Lord... Seeth not as man seeth. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And so we're continuing with this subject, character matters. Character matters. Because in the text, God was trying to get the prophet. The prophet. You know, some people get, people think that everything a prophet says is of God. A prophet is a man who hears from God and speaks on behalf of God and many times points towards the future, okay? But prophets get off. Hmm, Lord, don't send me down this road, Jesus. Prophets get off. And you got to know when they're off. Sometimes they're speaking for God, and then soon they hit that thousand dollar. Everybody's supposed to get. They done got off, but people don't get to. But see, and and so there, there's a there's even oh, there's a spirit of seduction. This is this is this is what, what the Lord starts talking to me about. There are people who get seduced by a person's gift. They get seduced by someone's talent. They get seduced by what looks like it's spectacular. And you have to understand that, that a man or woman, we have this treasure in the earthen vessels. And we got to make sure that when we speak and a lot of things we're doing, we're doing it based upon the treasure and not the earthen vessel. Because some people, they just, they just operating from the treasure, but uh, I mean, they, 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 they're operating from the earthen vessel more than they're operating from the treasure that's in the vessel. And so people can easily get, get seduced. The Lord gave me the scripture. I don't know where I'm going to work it in. It sounds like a good place to work it in. Second Timothy, third chapter. God tells Samuel, don't just get seduced by how good he looks. Character, I see the internal. 
2 Timothy 3 is even more relevant to what's going on today and in the church today. This know that in the last times, how many of y'all know these are the last of the last times? Those who specialize in, in um, um, eschatological theology are saying that there's no reason why Jesus can't come back any, at any minute. That all the prophecies are being fulfilled. So 2 Timothy 3 says, know that in the last days, perilous or troublesome times will come. He says, this is how you're going to, what's going to start happening in these last days. Men shall be lovers of themselves. Oh my goodness. I guess God foresaw Instagram. Where everybody would be putting out reels that say, look at me. You can't say I'm not all that in this, in this photo. Give me something. <laughs> Everybody standing in the mirror with duck lips and poked out butts. <laughs> Men shall become lovers of their own selves. That sounds like narcissism. Covetous, oh boy. Wanting what everybody else has. Greedy. Boasters. Mm. Now don't let me get started on that. Sometimes, can you give somebody a chance to blow your horn? Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. What? unthankful despite all God has done for you still greedy, covetous and unthankful unholy without natural affection natural affection means it, it, was just, it used to just be natural for a mother to love a child but people losing natural affection today you got to teach people what love looks like because it's no longer natural. Natural also a reference to people having unnatural affection. And just because you feel it, don't make it right. Just because you don't think it's wrong means that God's word changes. I was giving this example this week, and y'all can apply it if you want. I, I could, just because I say, well, I, I found that naturally I'm attracted to other women, not just my wife. And I found that, that my body can work with other women in addition to my wife. So I guess God made me to be this way. And I should just go with it. No, you need to bring that in check. Because God's word said, let every man have his own wife. One wife. And just because I like it, that's the way uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. Just because just, just that's the way I like it, and that's because it, it feels so natural to me, then God's word is no longer applicable. Are y'all listening to me? Now, I understand the world. That's the world going to, the world is supposed to be all this. 
But Paul is really saying this is creeping in the church. That's the problem. We got all these in the church. Covetous people and boasters and proud and blaspheming and disobedient to parents and unthankful and unholy. And people without natural affection having unnatural affections. Truth breakers. Truth breakers simply mean don't keep your covenants. Your word is no good. False accusers, incontinent, having, having lack of self-control, fears. Now he's talking about rage and nasty attitudes. Fears don't mean you dress real nice. Fears despises of the things that are good. Y'all realize the world despises the things that are good. I get the world. Y'all need to understand, when I'm preaching, I ain't preaching to the world. I'm preaching to the church. Paul said, I know all that stuff going on out there. He said, but don't let it be named among you as becoming saints. He's Paul said, who am I to judge them without? Outside the church. Judgment starts in the house of God. Spies of those things that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. That's the main reason why a lot of folks simply uh, don't come to church no more. Because we love pleasure more than we love God. Mm -hmm. Love pleasure. We can go everywhere. <laughs> it was, I think the commercial came on last night. There was, there was an old Johnny Cash song. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere, man. Y'all been everywhere except the church. Puerto Rico, Mexico. New York, California. He started naming all these cities. We've been everywhere. Why? We love pleasure. Come on now. Are we, are we in these times now? Come on. Love pleasures more than lovers of God. And all that I'm just reading in the order of how Paul writes it to Timothy. But where I wanted to get to is verse 5. Having a form of godliness. Look like a Christian, walk like a Christian, talk like a Christian. Externally, you think they're Christians, but they got a form of God. They know all the, who to call, protocol, what to call. They know who to give honor to, even those who are absent. <laughs> Told y'all, to me, that should just take up more time in testimony service. Giving honor to the bishop, the church mother. Pastor Elder, so in their absence. Well, if, if they, they should have been here. <laughs> They're absent. Know who to, and, and some, y'all understand, y'all need to understand, in some circles, if you can do all that and sound very charismatic and inspirational when you do it, that qualifies you to, for ministry. If you can talk right and know how to flex right and throw your hand up right and get a little run here and a tune here. That qualifies you for ministry in some circles. Look at somebody say, not at the right direction, not at the right direction. <laughs> they got a form of God that is, here we go, but denying the power thereof. He said, you got to turn away, avoid, run away from these kind of folks in the church. Don't be seduced by it. Don't be seduced by the form of God in it. 
but really has no power of God behind it. Y'all do understand just because you feel something don't mean there's power. Pastor Dollar used to always tell us years ago about the anointing. The anointing is the, is the, is the yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God. If the yoke hasn't been destroyed and the burden has been, hasn't been removed, then that really can just be emotionalism. I know you fell down, but how straight do you walk after you get up? Come on now. I, 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 I know we run around the church, but are we running for Jesus every day? A former God is but denying the power up thereof. He said, don't get seduced by that. From such turn away. And then he goes deeper in verse 6. For of this sort of they, they, they wait, wait. These unholy, these high-minded, these, these uh, fierce despisers of things good, these people without natural affection, these truth breakers, these people who are boastful and covetous and proud and blasphemous and all that, unfaithful and unholy, they creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin. Look, somebody say, I know we ain't talking about right direction now. Because we are spiritual women who have awakened to our authority and we don't get seduced by people with a form of godliness. And you should not be getting seduced, nor should you be the seducer. Because everybody ain't being seduced. Some people are the seducer. Mrs. Potiphar lied. She lied and said that Joseph raped her, which even her husband didn't believe that. Because if her husband believed that, Joseph would have been dead instead of going to prison. What he really was doing was removing Joseph from her. Because he knew that woman. This probably wasn't the first one. Another one tried to rape you. Every servant we get in this house, he trying to rape you. I ain't even trying to rape you. And every servant we get, all right, I'll, I'll put this one in jail. Yeah, he would have been dead. She was the seducer. Verse 6, these sort of are those which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers lusts. Led away with lust. See, you can't be seduced unless there's a lust there. I'm going to go, uh, let me say it again. You can't be seduced unless there's a lust. You can't be attracted to what you're not attracted to. I mean, if some people, they see whatever, and they say, oh, jeez, Lord, help me. That's my type. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Somebody else said, well, this is my type. Well, what's wrong with you? Everybody, come on, let, let, let's send, send some here. Go on over to James, the first chapter. Because character matters. James, starting in verse 12, blesses the man that endures temptation. So you got to do what with temptation? Got to endure. You got to outlast it. If you outlast it, it'll go away. If you outlast it, you'll get victory over it. Blessed he that endures temptation. In other words, you don't have to respond every time you're tempted. You don't have to go every time you call. 
when sin knocks on your door, you don't answer. I think, who was it? Shirley C's had a song? Oh, no, no, it wasn't Shirley C's. It was uh, uh, Candy, Candy State, I believe. Sin doesn't live here anymore. You got to tell sin, no, I don't live here no more. Open up! Go away! Open up! Who are you, sin? What you want, you? Sin going to knock. Temptation going to knock. You don't have to open the door. Some of you don't even have to open up the door. You're just living with it. You let them in a long time ago. You ain't never put them out. Oh, Jesus. Boy, that sounds like an old Pentecost apostolic preacher today. Blessed man that has endured temptation for, he, for when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord promised to them that love. In verse 13, let no man say when he's tempted, he is, let no man say when I'm tempted, I'm tempted of God. God did this. God, no. For God cannot be tempted with evil. God does not tempt you with evil. God does not tempt you to do wrong. Neither tempted he any man, but every man, every person is tempted when he's drawn away, seduced, when he's seduced, drawn away of his what? Own lust. You got to own your lust. You got to know what's in you. Are you hearing me? You got to know what's in you. Okay, I'm, I'm 60 years old. I ain't never smoked weed. I'm 60 years old. I ain't never tried crack. Now, the devil will be real, real dumb. Real, 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 real dumb. Real, 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 real dumb. If he come trying to present some crack to me, some try this. Now, I done been, I done, I been everywhere, man. I see what crack can do to you. Devil's not going to try to tempt you with anything that's not in your flesh. So you got to know what's in your flesh. Every man simply drawn away with his own lust and enticed, enticed, drawn to an opportunity. Your flesh, the lust of your flesh, looking for an opportunity to act up. Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. So the Bible tells us, here's the formula to sin. Lust plus temptation, lust plus enticement equals sin. Lust plus enticement equals sin. If you want to keep away from sin, keep lust and enticement away from each other. And I always go here, I go here to make this real practical. There may be people here watching by online, and there even could be people sitting up here in the worship center who you may have what the psychologists and therapists call a sexual addiction. You know, sexual addiction ain't in the Bible. But whoremonging is. Oh, y'all don't like me now. Bible calls it whoremonging. They make it more socially sexual by saying it's a sexual addiction. Okay? Maybe people watch it or who, but right now, is, even though they say you have this sexual addiction, or you may even say I have a sexual addiction, you're not doing it right now. You're not sitting in the sanctuary doing it right now. You may not be watching where you, where you are. You may not be, even though you say, they say you have a sexual addiction, you're not doing it right now. Why aren't you doing it right now? Because the opportunity and the setting is not, is, is not conducive to having sex right now. Are y'all with me here? So even though you have the addiction, addictions happen, happen in atmospheres. Addictions manifest in certain environments. 
I'm trying to give y'all real practical how to live a victorious life. You know what's in your flesh. Keep your flesh from that environment. Well, I'm trying to get over. I'm, I, 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 the Lord, the Lord I'm, I'm working through this alcohol addiction. But I'm just going to go down to the ABC store just to get the paper. You better get your paper delivered. That's not where you need to go to get your paper. Otherwise, you're going to come in there with a, 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 the only thing you're going to come out with is a, is a paper bag. Once you know what's in your flesh, you keep it from certain environments. Come on now. If, 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 if you want to be faithful to your wife and none of your friends are married or all of them are unfaithful to their wives and you're joking, let, you can't hang around them. If, if after last week's message, women, you, you just say, I'm going to have a quiet and peaceable spirit. I'm not going to be just concerned with the external. I'm going to be concerned about the hidden man of the heart. And all your girlfriends are loud? And all them got the hand problems? <laughs> Byron! <laughs> and don't hang around them. Byron! If you don't know, don't even worry about it. Then that's not the kind of people you need to be around. Evil communication corrupts good man. All of us got something in our flesh. Okay? All of us got something. And the issue is not that you have something in your flesh. The issue is do you recognize it and are you disciplining yourself and disciplining your life that your flesh don't have an opportunity to act up? We ain't going to do nothing. We just going to lay here and spoon. Y'all know that don't work. Somebody going to want a fork. F-O-R-K. We was just going to spoon. Don't present opportunities. Oh, Jesus. So God tells Samuel, See, you see in the external, I see all this other stuff. I see this other stuff that I'm telling you about is in people. And I want you to not just be superficial. Don't be shallow. Don't be prejudiced, prejudging someone merely on external um, pleasantries. He, because today, y'all, I have a concern that the church has adopted the world's philosophy. Super, superficiality, and we're getting seduced by talent. And so we said last week, to move forward, that God is looking for character. And character is the attributes and features that make up and distinguish you as an individual. Character is the complex of mental and ethical traits that mark an individual or a group. Character is moral excellence and, firm, and firmness. When we looked at certain people, and I mentioned last week, we saw that though you can have talent, it may have nothing to do with your character. You can have very high, very credible, very sensational talent and no character. And pretty soon, people with no character is going to show up in a way that you don't even want to see their talent. Because your talent can take you someplace where your character won't allow you to stay. 
Your talent can open up a door for you to go into a room, and your lack of character can get you put out the room. So let's continue here. So Samuel just knew when he sees Eliab that he had found the one who was to replace the first king, Saul. Now, Samuel, the prophet, he loved Saul, and he grieved Saul. So he went for the first good-looking person that he saw who reminded him of Saul. God said, but God told him, he said, choose and anoint the one that I shall name. The one who? The one that I shall name. God says, I know what you need in your life more than you know. Can you let me name your wife? Can you let me name your husband? Can you let me name your church? Can you let me name your pastor? Someone joined our church last week and he came to me and said, Pastor, I just moved here from another state, another city to Columbia. He said, I had a whole list. I understand. I had a whole list of churches that I was planning on going to. You all know how you first, I mean, we, we tried them, we came here. And I, I, was, I was trying to find every reason to, to see that I miss God why we don't need to have right direction church here. And, and the more I went, I said, oh, no, I said, we do. Yes, Lord Jesus. We saw some crazy stuff, y'all. I, I, it's, and I, I, it's probably worse today, but we saw some cra crazy stuff. And, and I said, God, you, you know, we, you got to lead us what, what we're supposed to do here. And so, uh, but he planned on going to this church and that church. He went down the list, and I didn't even ask him what the list was. I'm sure. Put, but he said, when he got here, the Lord said, this is your church. You don't need to keep looking around. Sometimes, what are we looking for? Some, sometimes God has put certain things in front of us, but we keep looking for something else. 1 Samuel 16, 6 and 7, it says, It came to pass when they were come, he looked on Eli and said, Surely, I, I see his head shaking. Hey, ba, 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 sir. Hey, yay, yay, yay. Surely, the Lord's anointed is before him. And the Lord said, look not on the countenance. Shut up, shut up. Watch this. Prophet, you're about to miss it. <laughs> you're about to, the prophet can, yeah, the prophet can miss it. We know a prophet can miss it. Jesus says to Peter, Jesus said, who the men said I am? Nobody said, Jesus, Peter stood up, anointed by the spirit of God, said, I know who you are. Thou art the Christ. Thou art the son of the living God. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.